It's time to get educated about everything Bachelor. It's time for the Bachelor Degree. Here are your hosts, Jill Morgan and Maddie Moore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Bachelor Degree. We are here to set you up for your degree in all things Bachelor Nation. Once again, I'm your host, Jill Morgan, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Maddie Moore. Hey, everyone. How you doing? <laughs> we back. We back. We long back. time yeah. no see or long we time did. no hear. <laughs> I know. And y'all got an extra episode this week. So you have been hearing a lot from us, but we are so excited to recap this week's episode of Matt James's season. And then we have another special guest for you. We uh, did an interview with David Rabbits, who was on Becca Kufrin's season of The Bachelorette, as well as Bachelor in Paradise. So some of you may know him as the guy who walked in with the chicken costume suit from Becca's season. But we had a chance to talk to him. And we're going to play that interview for you guys at the end of this And we just want to say a big thank you to him for being on the show. It was so nice talking with him and we can't wait for you guys to listen to it. But I think before we jump into that, we have a lot to talk about with this episode. Yeah, a whole lot went down. Well, I feel like a a lot went down, but it... But like not a lot? But not a lot. Yeah. Like like there wasn't a lot date-wise, but drama circulating in the house more so type right stuff like I feel like shit hit the fan in terms of like the girls are ready to kill but we're not gonna see the like drama unfold until maybe next week and the week after that yeah I think next week is when shit really hits the fan this is kind of like the build-up and next week is the climax of everything this is the preamble is that a thing is that the right word I don't know, but it sounds fancy and I'll just go with it. <laughs> you know, the thing like bef- in the beginning of a book. Oh my God. You learn like when in middle school, you learn like you have the rising action, the, yes. when- the falling action. <laughs> we are teaching you everything you need to know on this show. Yes. We're not just recappers. We're professors. <laughs> Bachelor Nation. <laughs> literally so yeah it was definitely like we know that there's going to be major drama next week for sure but um initial thoughts was these girls are really mean and I'm not here for it Mm -mm. yeah I think you know in the beginning you know when you go into the bachelor and you're watching you know there's always going to be a little bit of cattiness but it's never this like like really just harsh like gut punch like mm-hmm. type of bullying and yeah right. I'm not really here for it and I love Katie like more and more every episode for yeah. sure for sure well it's just like so malicious and like you said like sometimes and maybe it's just because I'm like out of high school and I'm not in that environment anymore I'm like I feel like bullying was so like 2005 like can we move on and not be mean to each other but obviously it's like still an issue and it's really sad to see grown women literally being so nasty to one another um and like you said yeah like thank god for katie because she's the only like level-headed person that's coming at this like these girls did nothing wrong like it's not their fault they're coming in three weeks late yeah um And yeah, I just, I I feel really, really bad for the new girls. And also like, I don't know. I just think that these girls need a reality check. 
Yeah. And that's where you can really see the difference in age. Like Katie, she's 29. She's had a lot more life experience than a lot of these other girls who are between the ages of 21 and 24. And yes, they're mature, but it seems like they're not past this petty bullshit drama when Katie's like, why are we, why are we getting mad at them? Like, there's no reason to do this. And you know, maybe when I was younger, I'd be here all for like this, like petty stuff. But mm-hmm. like, I just love where Katie's coming at. And like, I just I want to be friends with her. Like, she just has a good head on her shoulders. And yeah, she's someone I would want to have in my circle. So for sure, 100%. I think she's a really great person. Um, And I think like everyone's true colors are very much coming out at this point. Um, but obviously like what we're talking about is the fact that new girls came this episode, five new women come, um, right at, right before the rose ceremony. So during their cocktail party. Yeah. 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 Which is like such bad timing to begin with because like, okay, now he has to give roses to people and he literally just met these five women. Um, but you know, bachelor style, they love to throw a little wrench in everyone's plans. Yeah. Um, But before we get into that, I want to like jump into the first group date, which was really a continuation from last week, right? Yeah, I, I guess so. And I, when I was watching it, I was like, wait, was the day date canceled? And then like, right. Cause the day day part was canceled because of Sarah drama. Honestly, the the editing this season is messed up. I yeah, I'm either having like, I'm either being very forgetful or like, I don't know, this editing just seems really rushed. And like, maybe it's the pandemic. Maybe we can blame it, blame it on the pandemic. Like they don't have as many editors because shit is like not making sense. And it's really weird how we don't see little things happening that like we would normally see in an episode. Like, I think we mentioned this last week, how we don't see him say goodbye to everyone that he sent home. And this week, it is just really weird because we ended last week's episode with Sarah going home. And obviously, it was implied that that put a wrench on his plans for the group day day portion. But then this episode, like they didn't say anything. And then the group date was literally just the women at the little cocktail hour. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really strange. But I think the standout of this cocktail hour, and we may both agree, was Chelsea. Like, For sure. I, I, we can, you know, she got the group date rose, which mm-hmm. was well-deserved. And I just love how vulnerable she was with Matt and had this, like, really important conversation about how Black women go and deal with their hair. And, you know, I feel like sometimes it's not brought up enough and even me like I was being educated while watching that and I think that's something like really important that everyone needs to know and I just love that she was able to share that with Matt I thought that was a really nice conversation that they had yeah I think it was super important to have on this show because like like we've been saying we're finally feeling like ABC and Bachelor Nation is starting to actually air some of these really important conversations and black women's hair is such a topic that I think people don't often think about in if you're a non-person of color. Um, and so I was really happy that she was able to be so vulnerable and share that with him, but also share it with the world that like 
it was such a, you know, intimate thing for her um, to shave her head and like how empowering that was for her. Um, so I thought that was a great, you know, topic that they were able to explore and glad that they were able to include that. Um, and, and yeah, so I think Chelsea, obviously he also thought that as well, that she was a standout in the group date because she got the rose. Um, but can we talk about like what Victoria was wearing? Yeah. Well, was she wearing that? No, I think polar bear. Was it the fluffy jacket? It was the, it was like the big fluffy. It wasn't, it was like, I don't even know how to describe it aside from like, I think it was a polar bear she was wearing. Yeah, no, it was, (laughs) it was horrible. But then while the group date was going on, they showed the little conversation between Victoria and Katie when Katie pulled Victoria aside or whatever it was. And Mm Like, there's just, when they're sitting together, there's no comparison. Like, even though Victoria's one of the older women, like, she's 27. It's like, you act like you're one of the 21-year-olds. And, like, literally younger than that, she acts like she's a fucking child. I'm like, you quite literally have no ground to stand on in her conversation with Katie, calling her out for I don't even know what. And, like, Katie's just saying, like, okay, if you're going to say these really mean things, I'm going to call you out for them. I'm going to call you a bitch. (laughs) Right. And she's like, you can obviously continue to say these mean things. And I have a right to continue to call you out on them because they're not okay. And it's not nice. And I'm going to stick up for people. And Victoria's just sitting there like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep saying them. So you should watch yourself. She has no argument, like no argument. And I love how Katie brought up to her, like, this is bringing out all your deepest insecurities. And she's like, no, no, it's not. But like, it clearly is. She's like projecting her own insecurities onto other people. And it's very clear to see from a viewer's perspective. For sure. And she literally boo-hoo every time she's with Matt is talking about her insecurities. So like, well, honey, we know you have them. It's all over your face and that's fine. But just be open and honest about that. And she's like telling Katie, like, no, I don't have any insecurities. And you're like, literally every time you're with Matt, you talk about how insecure you are because you're like seeking attention. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like a cry for help all the time. Right. I'm like, girlfriend, you need to get off this show. I am done with you. I'm done. Done, done, done. (laughs) I really pray to God that next week is the last time that we have to see Victoria because I feel like at this point we've seen enough of her. Yeah. She's stirred up enough drama. Like, let's start to weed out the people that you obviously don't have a connection with. Please, for the love of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, something I found interesting during this, you know, weird group date was, like, Kit thinking that she has a connection with Matt. She's, like, talking to him, and Matt's like, oh, she continues to impress me. I'm like, what? 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 I was like, How? Literally, how? How? <laughs> I don't understand. No, me either. Me I really either. don't. Yeah, no. But on a more positive note, Piper was popping off during yeah. the group date. She had a powerful jumpsuit on. Her uh-huh. hair was in this like tight slicked back bun. And I was like, you're hot. Yeah, no, she's, she's beautiful. I think she, I hope that she comes up to the top. I don't know. She could be a dark horse. I would love that. Because, oh, 
Yeah, she's very well-spoken. She's one of the younger girls, but she acts a little more mature. But Mm -hmm. sometimes I get frustrated when I see the one-on-one conversations going on with Matt and I really, really like these women. And then they get dragged into the drama because it's such a groupthink mentality at this point that like they're all ganging up together. And I was trying to think if I was put in that situation, like if I would lean more towards Katie or like Victoria or whatever. And I mean, it's hard to think like what I would do, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've yeah it's it would be crazy right I mean like it's it's so difficult to to know exactly what you would do in that situation until you're in it but I would hope that I would behave more like Katie because it's just so malicious the way that Victoria is acting but yeah I totally get what you mean because sometimes there's some really good women that I really like and then you see them involved in this like cattiness and I'm like oh that makes you not look so good anymore yeah like even Serena P like when they were all kind of just talking, I don't remember which group date it was at because there were like three group dates during this episode. So they're all kind of combining in my head. But Serena P was even like chiming in on the conversation. And I was like, no, like you had such a good one-on-one. Don't do this to yourself. Like it's not a good look. Right. No, Um, for sure. Yeah. I definitely agree. So that was the first group date out of three that we saw this episode and we got a one-on-one. So it was like packed full of dates. Yeah. Um, but I think the big, you know, focus of this episode was five new girls showing up during the cocktail party right before the rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. What did you think about all of the women like staring out the window thinking it was Sarah? Oh my God. I mean, it's, it's funny. It's ironic because, you know, we obviously know it's not Sarah, but they don't. And yeah, well, what I loved more was that Victoria, of course, was the one having her conversation with Matt and Chris Harrison swooped in. I was like, of course they pick Victoria, like no one else. They just want to annoy the shit out of her. So that's what I I loved loved. more. (laughs) For sure. I was like, thank God he interrupted her time. Like, But yeah, so Matt was definitely, you could tell he was like so surprised. He just seemed so caught off guard. And really Chris was like, this is happening. And then he left, like Matt didn't even say anything. Matt was like, okay, here we go. Yeah, I was like, are they trying to give Matt a heart attack? I mean, I'm sure he could handle it from all the pelotoning he's doing. But <laughs> but like, seriously, they're just trying to surprise this guy so much. And I saw um, an Us Weekly article with Rob Mills, who's a producer. Mm-hmm. And he even confirmed like, yeah, we've just had so many applicants. And they even planned this like before the show ever started. So it's not like they just picked these women after the three weeks. Like they knew they wanted to bring in more women to like spice things up. So although I I feel bad for the women on both sides, I do kind of like how they're bringing women in three weeks in. It's kind of like Love Island. Like they're bringing more women in. That's true. But, yeah. you know. Well, I mean – like you said, I feel like it's very easy to see it from both sides because like if you're someone that's been there and you've been developing a relationship with him for the past three weeks, you obviously don't want more competition walking in the door. Like you want to see more people leave and you be the one at the end. But at the same time, like these five girls, what I want to know is how long were they freaking quarantined in the room and Nima Colin? Because like that 
had to be a long time. Yeah. I probably like, probably since the beginning. Right. Because if they said that they had casted these women from the beginning and knew that they were going to bring them in three weeks late, then they literally have been sitting in their rooms for a month. No. Okay. So it's interesting because Ashley, I was on last week's episode and that was considered like the third week, Mm -hmm. but I was listening to her podcast with Ben Mm -hmm. and she was saying that that was like seven or eight days in. So it really wasn't actually three weeks. So that's true because all of that stuff probably happens like, like one week of stuff that we see, like might be like two days of filming or something. So I think it was more like two weeks that they were, or two and a half weeks that they were quarantining or. Okay. That's just a guess that I have. Yeah. That probably would make more sense though, but it still sucks for the girls that are already there and for these new girls, because it's like, okay, now they're walking in, not on the same playing field as everyone else. Like they're kind of getting the short end of the stick. And, and now they have all of these girls who literally hate their guts. Like that sucks. Yeah. I mean, there's pros and cons to both sides. I see where the women are coming from, from on both sides, but at the same time, like there shouldn't be so much animosity and they, they can't really blame them because it's not, it wasn't their choice to come in three weeks late. It was the producer's choice. Mm -hmm. They can't blame Matt because obviously he didn't know. So Mm -hmm. really no one's at fault here. And I get why they're so mad because they're like such in the thick of it and they've been there. So they feel very territorial. But at the same time, it's like, you've only been there for 12 days. Like calm the fuck down. You don't have, like, if you haven't had a one-on-one at this point, you don't have that much of a connection with him. So chill out. (laughs) True. True. And honestly, like there are so many women that are there right now from the OG group that they're calling themselves but I'm like y'all need to go like you don't have a connection with him you don't have a connection with him it is clear like bye-bye yeah so it is what it is but I think we should go through who all of these five women are um so we got to start off with obviously Brittany who comes out guns blazing she's 23 years old and she's a model um and like right away is like we need to make up for lost time boom major make out it was insane. What I want to get your initial thoughts. What did you think? I mean, if I'm being honest, I was like, okay, this is like, this is kind of not like, I don't want to say trashy, but like, that's the word I like kind of want to use because it felt way too forward and way too forced. And I was like, he literally just met you. Like, this is too much. And I think it obviously put like a major target on her back walking in. Right. I think if she came in, I don't know, did more of like a conversation entrance, maybe the whole Anna bringing up the escort thing, which we'll talk about later, maybe she wouldn't have even mentioned it because Anna seeing that, like, I don't know, it's almost like a tit for tat kind of thing. Like she right away. So Anna was like, okay, I'm going to come in with this information. So maybe if she came at it with a more simple approach that might have not happened, but we can't say what if at this point. So yeah. yeah, I definitely think it was a lot and very bold and not my choice, but it no. is at this point. So yeah, definitely not my favorite entrance. Um, but she walked in and then Victoria, like, what did she say when she, she walked said, in? Okay. 
I wrote these quotes. So she said, you quarantined and stayed as a backup and then called someone a slur in her interview. And I was like, you're not original because that is from Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that quote's already taken, honey. So. Right. Like, stop being a mean girl. Yeah. But yeah, Victoria <laughs> went for Britney's throat. But Britney also came in like pretty, you know, confident, like, yeah. well, he's saving the best for last or something like that, she said. And so that was definitely, Britney's not my favorite right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, we'll see there. They always have to bring in someone that's going to stir the pot. And I think it's going to be her. Yeah. And then we have Kim. So Kim came in, she is 28 years old. Didn't really like know much about her. I feel like wrote her age and her name and that was it. (laughs) Right. I I was wearing, (laughs) I think she did like a little like wave. Didn't she like wave at him or something? I, I wrote down, I almost died with her wave. But that her dress, like, no, like who helped her pick it out because they lied to her? No, that was not cute. Like, I, I mean, nice. this is nothing against her or her personality, just not my favorite outfit. Right, exactly. Like, not coming for her, but the outfit, not the best choice. No, it is what it is. Sh- she didn't stay, he sent her home. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert she went home sorry Kim hope you're doing well bachelor in paradise we'll see hopefully she'll make an appearance seems like number 100 on the list (laughs) oh my god but then what did you think about is it Catalina yes Catalina so she was she's 29 was former Miss Puerto Rico. And the first that I had was, you know, they're only bringing this in for the battle of the Queens. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I honestly felt bad for her because like, obviously she didn't know Victoria was there and Victoria has a stupid little queen, whatever. Mm-hmm. And when Victoria took the, the crown off her head, I was like, what the actual fuck? Like, like quite literally the disrespect. I was baffled because I'm like, you don't know this woman whatsoever. You have no idea who she is. She rightfully earned that crown, whether you agree with pageants and all of that or not. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, she probably worked so freaking hard to get that. And you're ripping it off of her head. Like, the actual disrespect is disgusting. And then putting it on her own head. And then she puts it on the table as if it's, like, disposable. Yeah, no. It was was so bad. And, I mean... I don't really watch pageants or anything, but like you said, like the the process from what I've heard is so rigorous, so long and it's well-deserved. And I, yeah, I felt really bad for her in that moment, but yeah. So that was a mess with her walking in. And then we have Michelle, who I think is going to be the most normal out of all of them. (laughs) Yes. We can even define normal at this point, but she was really sweet. She is a teacher. Um, She's 27 and Matt really liked her because um, after she gets the one-on-one date. So um, she yeah. seems really awesome, like just like a wholesome person. Um, yeah, more so, mature, like mature. Her and exactly. Katie are like at the same level mature-wise. For sure. Yeah, I totally agree. And then our last person that came in was Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dancer, choreographer. She's 26. 
Mm, didn't really get much from her. Yeah, didn't get much, but she seemed pretty nice. She's really pretty. Um, and then I feel like the rumor started right then and there, or did we have the rose ceremony? Um, and then Anna was like, well, yeah, Anna said that she recognized Brittany because they're both from Chicago. Mm-hmm. But when Matt came in after he like addressed all the women with the new girls, Victoria pulled him aside and said, can we go finish our conversation? And then five minutes later, Brittany comes in and tries to steal her. And then we sort of have this similar situation with the Sarah Katie thing where Victoria's like, can I just have like five more minutes and then Brittany comes back and you know Mm -hmm. yeah it was definitely super awkward and I'm like oh here we go like she already came in guns blazing now she's trying to steal Matt from Victoria like it was just not a good look um but honestly after that we went into the rose ceremony it was kind of like just a lot of caddy talking everyone was freaking out and then boom Um, went into the rose ceremony and I was actually surprised that Kayla went home. I was so sad. I mean, I kind of had a feeling because I thought she had a really strong entrance. Like obviously they're both from North Carolina. She did like the sweet tea toast. I thought she was going to have more Mm airtime or at least they were going to have a stronger connection. And I was really sad to see her go, but I had a feeling because she was getting less and less airtime um but (laughs) with Victoria I wrote down that she's just like a bad hairball in my mouth that I want to just like yak out because (laughs) that's hilarious she's like still there and I'm like like choking on it and I'm like get just get out like Mm -hmm. literally like I'm so over her I'm like please lord just get rid of her get her off this show and someone like Kayla could have potentially stayed in her place, but he sends home Kayla, Callie and Kim. And so Kayla and Callie were people who've been here from the beginning. And then Kim was one of the people who came that day. Um, so only three people went home though, which I was kind of surprised. I thought it would maybe be more. Yeah, me too, especially because they brought in five more girls, but I just realized it's a uh, went home. Oh, <laughs> Oh well, Callie Kim, <laughs> Kardashians, <laughs> literally. Um, but yeah, so three more girls are gone, and we kind of headed into you know the next, I guess you could say, week. Um, and started off with well, we actually got all three dates done, which is kind of crazy that they like jam packed two group dates and a one on one in all one episode. Yeah, that's why I feel like this episode felt very rushed editing-wise because I think they were just trying to jam too much into this episode. And I feel like The Bachelor just needs to go back to having that regular standard format where we have, like, from start to finish, a group date, one-on-one group date rose ceremony because I hate these to-be-continueds and I'm honestly so over it at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely super annoying. So... We start off with the first group date and our boy Ben makes an appearance. Yeah. If if you didn't know, we interview he was our first interview on this podcast. So if you want to go listen to that, it's on our Spotify, on our Apple Podcast. Go give it a listen. Super mm-hmm. nice. 
go check it out. <laughs> Just yeah, had plug. <laughs> he was wonderful. He was absolutely amazing. So definitely go check that out if you haven't. But he makes an appearance and like has a cute little conversation with Ben, kind of, or I mean, with uh, Matt about how <laughs> things are going and, you know, kind of gives him some advice. And then he kind of constructed this like super cool obstacle course, I guess you could say. I uh, loved it. I, I loved it. It was so cool. Like, so also, like, where did they get those pumpkins from? I don't know, but that seems so freaking cool. Like a 1000 pound pumpkin as a canoe. Like I, I want to do that. I was like, what the hell? Like sign me up. But also I thought it was so hilarious that Maggie like could not freaking, you know, steer or get herself to the next thing. She was stuck in the water the whole time. I was like, oh my God, Maggie, you have to put the paddles in the water. Poor girl. I felt so bad. So bad. I know it was so funny, but yeah. it was cute. And then they had to like go through all these different obstacles. And I think Mari ended up winning, right? Yeah, Mari won. And I feel like at the beginning, they said that the winner was going to get something special. special. But was it just like the nuts trophy? Honestly, it either was just the nuts trophy or it was something that they didn't air because we right. didn't see anything. Right. It's like they keep doing that where they don't air like the special prizes or if it even happens like I feel like that happened in Tasha's season with like the water polo Mm -hmm. competition and they said like the winners were getting a barbecue with her and they never ended up showing that so they either just like don't have enough time or they have too much content so they just like don't show all of it but true yes we didn't see what that was but Um, The date was super fun. And then we went to the little cocktail party, which is kind of when things went a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This is when like the first fan started spinning. I I don't know what phrase that was, but (laughs) but yeah, this is when like the rumors started escalating about um, Brittany being possibly an escort and Anna like bringing it up to Victoria. That's who she talks to first. And I'm like, I feel like Anna deep down is a really nice, good person, but Victoria is just like bringing her along as her little sidekick and bringing out the worst in Anna or Anna is just not a very nice person. And I'm trying to find like the good parts in her, but right. No, for sure. I completely agree because it's like, she went to Victoria on purpose first to tell her about this and she's like, so like people contacted me before the show and, you know, DM'd me people from Chicago. Like she's first of all, acting like Chicago is a small place. I'm like, Chicago's a major city. Like, what do you mean? People are just contacting you. Like, that's weird. And then she's like, people are telling me that she's like entertaining men for money. And I'm like, so did you like fact check it? Because you're a copy editor. So you should be fact checking your stuff. And no. <laughs> you should know. And I don't think you have. So don't make an accusation like that when you have nothing to back it up. Yeah. I want to know the timeline of when all this happened. Like, because if she knew that Britney was casted beforehand, like how did they, how did she know that Britney was cast? Yeah. And who was sending her these DMs? Like, I just, I, I'm really curious about how this information got spread. Um, And what I really did not like at all was that Anna addressed this in front of all the women. Mm -hmm. That was so unnecessary. Mm -hmm. She 
could have pulled Brittany aside by herself, said, hey, before the show, I started getting DMs that I heard you maybe an escort. Like, I just want to address this with you and like squash it and whatever. But she instead decided to involve the entire house. Mm -hmm. And now everyone knows, like it didn't have to become so big, but it's almost like she wanted everyone to know what was going on. Yeah. I, like you said, with the timeline, I think that would be so interesting to find out because like, if she knew that Britney got cast and then she was like, okay, well, where's Britney when the show started? Like, I feel like maybe she would have known that the the girls were eventually going to come on, or it could have been a situation where it was like, Hey, you know, I know this girl, she got an audition for the bachelor. I know you also got an audition. Like, just want to give you a heads up about her if you both make it on the show type of thing like I could see it maybe being something like that but regardless like you said she should have 100% pulled her aside and had that private conversation but she wanted to smear her name and she wanted to make this huge deal out of it and it was just so classless to be like so I heard rumors that you're like entertaining men for money yeah it just that really and also like even if she was like that's her own freaking business like it didn't need to be addressed regardless like keep it to yourself unless you have factual information like do not bring it up regardless like it's not it's not your business to share with anyone but Brittany's business so yeah so that was just like so obnoxious so annoying um, and then it was just like super awkward because she like completely shot Anna down and was like, um, that's not true. Like I've had, I've been in a serious relationship for the past however many years. And yeah, it was just, it was bad. Yeah. I think all this drama <laughs> were shadowed, um, all the other sweet conversations that happened during this group date. Um, like Brie had a really nice conversation with him and who else? I don't know. Like at this point, the drama is kind of just like circulating the whole show. (laughs) Yeah. um, And Brie ended up getting the group day, Rose. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just kind of another mess of a group date, which I felt like the first one was a mess and this one ended up messy. Um, But finally, I feel like we got some sense of normalcy in a date because he took Michelle, who's one of the new girls, on the one-on-one for the week. Yeah. I... I mean, I wasn't skeptical. I was just like curious about her because I saw when they were having like the first cocktail party, they had a really good connection and you could tell that Matt really, really liked her. Um, And this date seemed so much fun. Like the dates on this episode besides the boxing date seemed Mm -hmm. really, really fun. And I would have loved to been on this date because I love like adventurous stuff like zip lining and things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I think she got like one of the best dates probably. And, you know, at first I was kind of surprised because I I feel like she seems a little bit too old. Not that she is, but like, you know what I mean? In comparison to Matt, like, I think that she looks older than maybe her age is. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know. At first I was like not really seeing it, but he seems to like be really, really into her. And I think he loves the fact that she's a teacher, like she's an educator. Um, They had really real conversations from COVID to the education gap to racism, Mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was super important. And I think that he found that to be very attractive that like a lot of what she was saying was like, I want to make a change. Like I want to make a difference. And that's something that he's really big on. Yeah. 
Well, it's interesting. Have you been seeing, I, I, I don't want to call them rumors, but like news circulating that Matt is a registered Republican? I have because I think I saw it on TikTok. I think you yeah. sent it to me on TikTok. Oh, maybe. <laughs> that he's like a registered Republican. And then like, oh no, I think um, the girls I live with sent it to me. And it was like something about Rachel being a registered Republican. And like, I don't know. There was a couple different things about each of the girls and Matt about their political parties. But yeah, I just find it interesting that he's a Republican. Um, but like you said, I really liked that she brought up how she was, um, able to like teach her kids about, you know, cause she teaches in Minnesota. So she was talking to them about what happened with George Floyd. And I just thought that was like a really powerful conversation that they had. And I just love that these conversations can keep continuing to be aired because, it's definitely necessary at this point. So yeah, for sure. So they had a great date from zip lining to being in a hot air balloon. And like, he was like really hardcore making out with her in that hot air balloon. I was oh, like, yeah. it, Matt. I know. And the girls had binoculars and they could see it. <laughs> mm, I was like, Oh, that hurts. That definitely yeah. hurts. Knowing that she's like brand new to the show and gets that amazing one-on-one date. Yeah, for sure. But she obviously gets the rose at the end, and I'm really excited to see where their relationship goes because mm-hmm. uh, he seems to be really into her. So, okay. So, should we get into the second group date? Yes, for sure. Which I was kind of waiting for this group date because it happens every single season where they throw the girls or the guys in a boxing ring and they're like, beat the shit out of each other. Literally. It happens every season, like whether it be that or water polo or like, I feel like the most famous one is like Hannah Brown when they did the rugby and Luke P like slammed Luke S. Like Mm -hmm. it's just something like to get girls or the guys like really competitive. And it also like brings out other emotions as well. Not just like the fighting. Yeah, no, for sure. It's like such a mess. I'm like, we really don't need to use physical violence in this show, but they always resort to it at one point or another. Right. And, you know, they bring in like a world champion boxer or something. Uh, Wells. Yep. Wells was there. And then I, I feel like really the main part of the group date was kind of just like throwing them in the ring and like them going at it. Yeah, there really wasn't much to it. And they probably, I think they had to stop it short because girls were, or Serena P got like hit straight in the nose. And mm-hmm. I mean, I can empathize with her because I know what that feeling is like not boxing per se. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not fun to get hit straight in the nose. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I would have liked it because I, sorry if you hear my dogs, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, like, did a few, like, shadow boxing classes, and it's really fun, but, like, I feel like I would be terrified, like, yeah. actually hitting someone, like, mm. Well, and I, it was really interesting because as I was watching it, I'm like, why are these girls, like, going for each other's faces? Like, hit them in their stomach or, like, their ribs or their chest or something. They're, like, going straight for their face. I'm like, that's really, like, mean, one girl got hit in the throat. I don't remember who it was, but someone yeah. got hit in the throat. And I'm like, that that must be so painful. Yeah, it was bad. But Katie did a really good job. Katie, like, destroyed, um, what is it, Jasenia? 
Poor Jessenia. She's so tiny. Like she had no chance. I know. I was like, oh boy. So it was, of course, you know, whatever. They do it every year. It is what it is. Um, But the, yeah, I think what you had said with Serena, like once Serena got punched in the face, they kind of like ended it. Right. And then we got, did they have their cocktail hour? Yeah. The, I think well, it was the middle of the cocktail hour or it was towards the end. And they were talking again about like Brittany and the whole situation because it was just the quote OG girls. So they were talking about all the drama going on. But thank God for Katie because she's the only sane person in this house right now. And she was trying to stand up for the newer girls and then that's when she leaves the cocktail party to go tell Matt, like, hey, I think you really just need to address the house, cut the bullshit. Like, they're not listening to me. I think they'd really respect you if you come in here and say something to everyone. So I'm really glad she took the initiative to do that. And I just hope that Matt takes this and takes action. So for sure. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he addresses the situation because like we've said from the beginning, Matt is new to this franchise. He doesn't fully know how it works or to like be in it, but I'm, I'm just hoping that like he squashes it. He doesn't kind of get roped up in like the, he said, she said situation or the she and she said situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly just like reevaluates some of the people that are here because it is now time in this season to get rid of the people that you obviously don't have a connection with. Yeah. And I'm hoping that like Victoria, MJ, Anna, those type of people like go home. Yeah. I'm so frustrated, frustrated with MJ because I really liked her in the beginning, like spunky, um, just like very unique. I love her hair. I loved her limo entrance. And now she's, she's another one of the girls like going down this like petty rabbit hole. And I'm like, girl, come on, like be better, do better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was really the whole episode. And I know that kind of felt, at least for me, kind of like all over the place, but that's kind of how the episode was. It was very rushed group dates and a lot of drama um, that I definitely think is going to come to a head next week as we saw in upcoming highlights. Yeah, definitely. Everything's going to come out. Shit's going to hit the fan. It's the climax of you know, the rising action. Um, mm-hmm. And then hopefully we'll actually get some real love stories in here and have a happy ending. So I hope so. Yeah. So we will have to wait and see for next week. But before we play um, our interview with David for you guys, we have quite a bit of Bachelor news, actually. Kind of some updates from last week and some newly developed, you know, news. So I think we should just jump right in. Yeah, so obviously, you know, the biggest news story last week was the split between Claire and Dale, and she finally put out her side of the story and her statement, and I can pull that up and read it for you guys in case you did not see it. She said, I was made aware of a, quote, mutual statement at the same time you all were, so I've needed some time to really digest this. Speaking for myself, my intentions with this relationship have always been very clear, so the truth is I am crushed. This was not what I expected or hoped for and am still trying to process this. 
2020 was one hell of a year with COVID battling severe anxiety post-show, balancing a public new relationship, all while slowly losing my mother. It hasn't been ideal circumstances, but that is life. That is life, right? I've been looking forward to the light at the end of the tunnel. Our relationship was not perfect, but I can say that I was genuinely invested with all of my heart. I may not have all the answers, but I do know this. I will continue to show up, stand by my word, and be committed to love. Wow. Thanks, Claire. She's showing up. (laughs) And say I care that much, but thanks, girlfriend. I know. I mean she'll be okay. I mean, I just hope she finds someone who like truly wants to have kids with her. Cause at this point she's 39. Like, I mean, I know she just wants to have kids and I hope she finds someone who she's compatible with. So. Right. I mean, it's kind of just like sad at this point because like she's been trying so much, but at the same time, I'm like, you're also on like a reality dating show. Like maybe try the normal way for a bit and see if you can find someone and like if you really want kids that much like you don't have to be in a relationship to have children so yeah Yeah. I don't know I wish her the best yeah do you think she could either a show up on paradise again or b be the bachelorette again oh my god honestly if that happens like I'm moving out of the country because (laughs) I could never handle her as bachelor again I don't think they would do that because their ratings would plummet like not enough people liked her um as the bachelorette but if she makes another appearance on freaking paradise I'm gonna be like seriously sis like how many times have you been on this franchise like go home yeah yeah I mean I hope she's doing well I hope her mom's doing well most Mm -hmm. importantly um and yeah just Good luck. (laughs) Honestly, good luck, sis. (laughs) But on the other side of things, there have been some allegations on Dale's side of things about cheating on Claire this whole time while they were engaged. Um, He spoke on his Instagram stories, which I did watch, but I feel like he didn't fully, did he like point blank address the cheating allegations? I don't think so. I'm, I'm not sure. And I was watching E! News one day and, or I don't know, I was listening to some other podcasts and they think that he, because you know how he like put out, put out his statement before she did. I think he was trying to get ahead of these rumors or that's what was mentioned. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if he mentioned specifically the cheating allegations, but yeah at this point it, it people are over it so I know I'm like okay move on like we all knew this a wasn't gonna last and b Dale probably wasn't in it for the right reasons so they can say what they want we can make our own conclusions um but moving on to another breakup that we had announced on the podcast last week that Brie and Chris who were on the name is escaping me Listen to your heart. Listen to your heart. I watched the beginning of it and then I just <laughs> didn't. It wasn't all wasn't good. Great. All but good. they dropped um, a mutual statement in regards to their split, and it seems like it was a pretty like amicable thing that they still both have like love for each other. It just didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Bree's Instagram, and he commented on her Instagram and said, "Forever in my heart, be with a heart emoji." And I know she did the same and said, you'll always be my boy with a blue heart. So maybe it's just like a separation and their paths will cross again because they were such a sweet couple. 
I, I think maybe there's still a chance for them. I don't know. Maybe it just like, wasn't right timing for them. I don't know, but yeah. Or they just like, can't work to be like working together and be in a relationship. Cause that's sort of like what the platform was. It's like, you have to be in love to get a record deal. And you know, like if they're in love, they're in love. They don't have to write music together. So we'll see what happens with them in the future. <laughs> true, true. So yeah. And then moving on, we of course have some more tea for you about Victoria, Queen Victoria. Um, her 2012 shopping lift mug shots have resurfaced. Shopping so, lift. <laughs> what did I just say? You said shopping lift. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, what is the word? Shoplifting. <laughs> I put the ing before the guys can you tell that it's like day three only of the semester starting and my brain is gone same my my brain's fried already (laughs) fried can't wait for the semester ahead shop lifting mug shots (laughs) yes (laughs) so they have resurfaced is she sold 250 dollars worth of makeup products like seriously Yeah, I actually watched her interview on GMA the other morning and um, the interviewer was like, do you consider yourself to be a bully or something like that? And she was like, no, I don't. I really don't even think I was that harsh. I'm like, then you need a like reality check because like a counselor. Right. Just something like, girl, it's not right what you're saying. (laughs) Right. She's such a mess. But of course, she's like, soaking up her 15 minutes of fame yeah um but yeah so whatever she stole some stuff back in 2012 and her mug shots pretty pretty rough <laughs> yeah no that's some like Lindsay Lohan mug shot she does oh my god she actually kind of does look like Lindsay Lohan but <laughs> anyway I digress we also have more tea about our girl Sarah Trot, um who obviously left last week two weeks ago last week week, so that she's been dating this dj how do you say his name i i'm sorry if i'm butchering his name but i think it's dj bijou that's like his stage name or his dj name and supposedly they were dating before the show and then after the show because photos had surfaced of them being intimate on this trip in Cabo with like a bunch of mutual friends and she came out and said that they're not dating and I don't know maybe they're just like hooked up but they're not like in an actual relationship interesting because we obviously told you guys last week that some pictures of her had surfaced with um who was she with g-easy she was with g-easy and now she's with this dj it's like she'd be kind of dappling in this whole like dj you know music industry type yeah clearly she should go and listen to your heart if she wants a music man right like i don't know yeah but that kind of you know came about lots of rumors lots of lots of rumors in this bachelor news lots of paparazzi shots going around for sure Something that is confirmed, though, is that Hannah Brown has a new boyfriend, which I think we told you guys about last week. We have not? No, this is new. Okay, never mind. So Hannah Brown has a new boy toy. He is beautiful. Yes. His name is Adam Woolard. Is that how you say it? I think so. I think he's a model and he also might do like LA real estate or something, but yeah, he is the jawline of a God. Like Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Really gorgeous. Yeah. I want to know how they met. I'm very curious. People were saying that he looks like Tyler Cameron. He does. He does a little bit. Like it's very much the same like type of guy, I think. Mm -hmm. But I want to know so many more details. How do they meet? Like what's the relationship like? But they were spotted in Nashville the other day together. Um, In LA together. Oh, so they'd be traveling all over. I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe she'll like do a YouTube video about it or something. She... Yeah, the boyfriend tag. <laughs> yeah, literally. So Hannah Brown's got a boyfriend. And then we have Nick Vile, who's got a girlfriend. Yeah. And supposedly they've been dating for a year, which is crazy. Apparently her name is Natalie Joy. And I think she's a model as well. They were like, I don't know, she, they were spotted walking on the street together. And apparently Pete, their sources have confirmed that they're dating. I think I saw that he's following her on Instagram. Ashley's following her on Instagram. So it's pretty confirmed, I feel like, at this point. Damn, so Nick Viles got a girlfriend finally. Finally. <laughs> crazy. And our last piece of news I feel like I don't remember who Diggy is. Oh, Diggy had like the really fashionable style. He didn't stay on for that long. He always wore like the bow ties and like the the vest jackets. And he was also on Paradise. He didn't stay with glasses. Yes. I remember him. Yes. So Diggy from Rachel Lindsay's season of The Bachelorette. And then he was on Bachelor in Paradise seasons four and five. Um, His girlfriend, is she in Bachelor Nation or no? No, she's not. Okay. Um, they're expecting a baby. Yeah. Another baby. We got lots of babies. We got breakups. We got makeups. We got new relationships. It's a lot going on. There, there was a lot this week and yeah, I'm sure there'll be more to come. (laughs) Paparazzi are having a field day in LA. That's for sure. Seriously. Bachelor Nation's popping off. For sure. For sure. So that was obviously a ton of information at you guys about all of our Bachelor news and our crazy recap of this weird and, you know, just, I guess, crazy episode that we had. Um, But now we are going to play for you our interview with David Ravitz. Again, we thank him so, so much for being on the show. We hope you guys enjoy it. And yeah, take a listen. So we're so excited to have another guest on our podcast this week. He was on Becca Kufrin's season of The Bachelor, most famously known as showing up in a chicken costume, and Bachelor in Paradise season six. Please welcome to The Bachelor Degree, David Rabbits. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. Thank you. We're so excited to have you. Yeah. So we're both in college and we usually like to start off with like a college-based question. So- Did you attend college? And if so, where? And also, do you have any funny or embarrassing dating moments from college? So, yes, I did go to college. Um, I grew up just outside Philadelphia in South Jersey, um, but was looking for just like, I think like a lot of people looking for like a different experience in college, looking to just kind of get out. So a lot of people from my area, they go to Delaware, Penn State. Um, you know, those Maryland, the typical kind of Northeast schools. I mean, I just wanted to venture out. So I actually went to the University of Georgia uh, down in Athens. Go dogs. <laughs> um, super fun. Had a really good time in Athens. Um, just an it's such an awesome college town. So, yeah, I, uh, it's it was a ton of fun. 
um, the three street radius of, you know, bars. And when I was there, it was the number one party school in the country. So in addition to having a good football team, we also uh, did some partying. But one of the things down there that I love is like it's, it has that work hard, you know, play hard mentality. So, um, you know, my friends and, uh, and myself, we, we studied really hard. We did. Um, but we also played very hard. So that's um, just one of the things that I really liked about it. Uh, as far as dating stories, I mean, I think we all have uh, we all have some funny college stories. Um, while we're here, if anything pops into my head, I'll I'll, uh, I'll think about it. But I definitely didn't dress in a uh, chicken suit at any point <laughs> in college. So I'm sorry. Can't say I did that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, what did you go to college for? And then, like, what were you doing before you went on the show? Yeah, so I went to college uh, for business. Um, I got my business degree in college. I, I knew, you know, I had grown up uh, in kind of the business world. Um, so I knew I wanted to go into business, just didn't really know what sector. And I think like a lot of people, you know, you go to college and you don't really know what you want to do. Part of college is figuring it out, you know, testing different things. And I've always said, you know, I think it would be really interesting in the future if before going to college, in between college and high school, you have a gap year, you know, travel, just go do whatever. And I think it would allow people to really get a better hold of, hey, this is what I want to do in college. I'm going to focus on that instead of just kind of flailing all over the place. And it's not bad. It's just that's just how things are. So I did know I wanted to go into business, just wasn't sure what sector. So after uh, after college, I moved to Atlanta and I worked for the company that owns the New York Stock Exchange, ICE. So after college, I moved to Atlanta and you know worked for the company that owns the New York Stock Exchange. I was on trade sports team there. So had a front row seat to Wall Street. Um, really interesting, you know, being very uh, entrenched in the finance world. Um, so I did that for a few years and then had a really unique opportunity to jump into venture capital. Um, so I jumped into the VC world for a couple of years uh, out in Denver. Uh, we were you know, focused on the you know, health and wellness space. Um, it's really interesting. It was a you know, unique couple of years. And then just before um, I knew that that life cycle was kind of coming to a close as we deployed capital and uh, I said, let's you know, take a step back and go get my MBA. So knew I was going to go get my MBA. And in the interim, I had like a few months to just play around. And that's when the opportunity for the show came about. Um, so it was kind of like an interesting time where just timing worked out for a lot of people in the show. You know, it weeds out a ton of people because they can't make their job work or they can't quit. For me, it just it fell into my lap and worked time-wise. So I stopped working in like, I don't know, February and went on the show in March, did the show March and April, then did Bachelor in Paradise in May for as far as filming goes. And then I jumped right into my MBA program in, uh, in August uh, at the University of Miami and uh, got my MBA. And now I'm working in real estate down in Miami. Awesome. Yeah. So I know that was long-winded. Uh, <laughs> Nice. No, it's interesting though. Like yeah. to see yeah. where people were and now where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, it was just, you know, really good timing for everything. Yeah. Um, so it all really worked out time wise. Yeah. Awesome. So we can't have you on obviously without asking you about the infamous chicken costume. So was that your idea or was that the producer's idea? How did that come about? I think it's, it's very collaborative. So you know, before you go to, before you film, you spend a few days, um, you know, just hanging out in the hotel with, you know, producers, you're locked away and they get to know your personality. They get to know you. 
And they knew I was just kind of like up for whatever. I was down to just have a good time with it. Um, so it was very collaborative, you know, just kind of thinking outside the box, like, let's just do something fun and let's have a good time with it. Um, and you know, that's kind of my mindset. So I just, uh, it was very collaborative and we had a good time with it. Um, we yeah. had a lot of fun and yeah. it's, uh, I mean, uh, you, like going into it, you have to know like the odds of you falling in love and, you know, connecting with that person are slim, you know, what, there are 30, 35 other guys. And so, you know what, that's like a under 5% chance that things are going to work out. So I'm like, all right, let's just, let's just, let's have some fun. And yeah. uh, fun it was. Definitely. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, super cool. So in terms of, um, you know, friends that you made on the show, is there anyone that you're still in touch with from your season or when you were on Paradise? Yeah, you know, we all, uh, I think it's one of those things like, you know, we catch up every like couple months. Mm -hmm. um, we're all in different cities and we all like, you know, a lot of us stay in touch. Um, on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, it's tough. I, I, you know, have my group down here. It's similar to like college friends. So mm -hmm. as much as like, I love my college friends, you know, they, a lot of them live in different cities. So it's not like we stay in touch every day, mm -hmm. but when we do talk, it's, it's like, you know, no time when, so, you know, I could be catching up with Blake and it's mm -hmm. like, I saw him yesterday. Um, so a lot of us still stay in touch, you know, Blake, Clay, and it's fun. Um, it's like, a, it's a whole nother side of, my world um you know it's interesting i was walking into a uh, i was walking into a showing the other day and this you know couple from new york they um they were like god you look so familiar and i'm like yeah you know maybe we saw each other at some point yeah. and, I'm like, and i'm like you know in what context do i look familiar and he's like i just can't figure it out i'm like well do you watch reality tv he's like you you're the chicken. So, <laughs> even though it's like a few years ago, it still pops up every now and then. Um, That's really and it's, just, funny. it's a funny part of my life. It's it was it's a cool thing, cool yeah. thing to have in my back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah. So, what would you say was your favorite memory from being on the franchise? Fish tacos in Mexico. <laughs> I feel like you've heard so much about fish tacos in Mexico. Fish tacos yeah. in Mexico. Well, I I think. Um, like for me, it's, it was such a unique experience coming from um, just like the business world, you know, being a peek behind, you know, Hollywood at the end of the day, it's, it's TV. I mean, it is. Mm -hmm. So being able to be privy to just that world and seeing that world is just, it, it's not it's just like something that I never thought would happen before. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, the connections that you make and the people you meet, um, for me, it wasn't life altering, um, because I still had a plan. I knew I was going to go get my MBA. I knew I wanted to go into real estate. Um, and I've since executed those things, but, um, it was just, you know, really, really cool. And, you know, I'm just fortunate to have met the people that I did, um, and, you know, get a peek into that world. I'm trying to think what else, you know, just like the, you know, some of the moments in interview rooms, one of the things I, I think is super useful is the interview, um, interviewing interview experience mm -hmm. um it's uh, at this point like i'll never be nervous walking into an interview room whether it's for a job whether it's for a club whatever it is um you spend hours and hours and hours sitting behind a camera whether it's just one-on-one -on -one or whether it's a bunch of people you spend so much time interviewing wow. so um that's just an invaluable experience um especially with the you know in the back of your head there are millions of people watching Right. So on one hand, you want to be honest and you want to say what's on your mind, but on the other hand, you want to be political and so, and, you know, say the right things. So it's, you know, finding that right balance and, um, 
you know, being thoughtful, right. uh, not easy. And especially, you know, in today's culture um, where, you know, we're so hyper-focused on, you know, being politically correct and making sure we do say the right things. Um, that's just an invaluable experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that was something. So we always ask our listeners if they have any questions for the people we're going to interview. And someone wrote in and said, can you tell us what the audition process was like? So yeah. I know you're talking about a little bit. It sounds like it was very intense. Yeah, no, it's super rigorous. Um, it is very, you know, they pick apart your life. So for me, I, I was, I'll just kind of start from the get go. Um, someone nominated me. Uh, they reached out and I'm like, bachelorette, bachelor. I've, I haven't watched the show ever. You know, my sister used to watch or she still does watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I answered the call and um, one thing led to another, filled out a few applications, um, scheduled a Zoom call. Then I was actually out in LA for the Rose Bowl when Georgia was playing Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. and I uh, scheduled to go into their offices the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, unbeknownst to me, Georgia, had we, were, we won. We were, had, I didn't think it was going to be a close game and whatever. We ended up winning. We partied all night. Mm-hmm. I was insanely hungover the next day. I was on my deathbed, <laughs> and uh, I had no voice. We were at the game. It was so much fun. And so I go in the next day to their offices. I'm, like, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm a mess right now. It's like mm-hmm. 10 a.m., um I had no voice and I'm like oh, this is great this guy's hilarious um so you know they they just you know immediately they sit down in front of a camera and they just ask you questions all about your life tell me a little bit about your dating background tell me about yourself what do you do um and you know it's it's just a normal conversation you know seeing if you're comfortable behind a camera from there they flew me out to LA for the uh finals I guess you would call them and uh it's you know a rigorous three days and just constant interviews constant interviews all day and uh you know on and on about your life picking through everything there no stone goes unturned um you know feeling everything from what's your favorite food to what's your favorite sex position um it's it's wild so i'll never forget um at one point you know you go into what would be like a bachelor style it you know a bachelor style style itm room the candles and you're there's a producer right there and you know there's a seat you know and you're talking for you know 45 minutes to an hour and i'll never forget she goes oh you did such a great job you know we like you a lot um would you mind meeting some of our some of my friends i'm like oh sounds awesome like you gotta meet some of your friends and she's like great there's in the room next door i'll bring you over there mm-hmm. so i walk over there and there are 35 people in a horseshoe with a chair right in the middle of the room and they're like oh welcome hi david and you can see that there's a TV there. So they were clearly watching the interview. And, they, oh. you know, you sit down and they start peppering you with questions. Um, so that's wow. like, and you sit there for like an hour, just constant questions. And obviously it's the producers and directors and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it's how do you hold up under pressure? I, I loved it. You know, I had a good time with it. So that's, uh, it was rigorous to say the yeah. least. That sounds it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So someone asked another question. I guess they know you that you live in Miami now. So they wanted to know what your favorite restaurant is in Miami. Favorite restaurant in Miami. Mm -hmm. There are a bunch. Um, I think it depends where you are and what you're looking for. So, you know, like a crazy good steakhouse, you know, Prime 112, Joe's, Joe's Stone Crabs, if you're looking for like super high end, but like fun. So I live in Brickell. Um, and Brickell is like a very young kind of up and coming area. 
and we really stay around here. So, you know, something as easy as Moxie's, North Italia, I mean, just casual. Um, you know, we have great days over when we go to Monty's. Monty's is super fun. Monty's mm -hmm. in, uh, in the Grove, Monty's in the on the beach. Uh, there are tons. I mean, Miami's a great place to live. It's a lot of fun down here. Awesome. Yeah. Super, super cool. Well, before we let you go, we wanted to ask um, if there's anything you want to plug or tell our listeners like where to follow you, all of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really care about the Instagram followers. I, it's just not really my thing. But if, uh, if anyone needs a place in Miami, if anyone needs a place in South Florida, Boca, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach, you tell you, whatever it is, um, I do residential real estate down here. Um, and hit me up. Uh, happy to help however I can. Yeah, we saw that you were in like a penthouse, a, like a week. Yeah, some of the so places. Crazy. Some of the places I see are insane, absolutely insane places. Um, awesome views. You know, that's one of the cool things about being in Miami and Florida. We're right on the water. So mm -hmm. awesome views and, um, you know, just pristine places. So obviously not all the places are like that. So if you're looking for something a little less, I got you. <laughs> Sounds good. Awesome. <laughs> well, it's so nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you guys too. Happy to chat. And uh, if you guys need anything else, let me know. I'm around. Yeah. Awesome. Thank, Thank you so much. Bye. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed that interview. And as always, we would love it if you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our podcast on Apple. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and leave us a comment. We would love to hear from you guys. And as always, make sure you're following us on Instagram at the Bachelor Degree Podcast for all your latest Bachelor news and updates from us. Yeah. And also, we just created a link tree for you guys. So you'll be able to get both links now. If you don't have Spotify, you can access Apple Podcasts and vice versa. They're both going to be in our bio from now on. So yeah, we're really excited about that. And if you haven't already, make sure to go listen to our extra credit interview with Katie Morton that dropped this past Tuesday. We had an hour long interview with her. She was so sweet. And we hope you guys go listen to it. Yeah, she was amazing. We had such a great time with her. So hopefully you guys really enjoy that. And we will be with you all weekly to recap Matt's season of The Bachelor and update you on all things Bachelor Nation. And as always, we will talk to you Bachelor bitches next week on The Bachelor Degree. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.